special event alert. Get out of bed and run! This is Late for Changeover, your weekly space news and variety show. I'm Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Mr. History, Eric Perrot. Gentlemen, how are ya? Our man in the closet, Jake Wall. Hey, guys. That's all you get. That's all you get. Our hey, little guys. teapot, Kevin Balcom. Sorry, my audio sucks. I'll get a microphone next week. Thanks, and Marty. Our, and our big bird, Mike John. How's it going? We're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all Guardians and to the other lesser branches as well. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as we present Late for Changeover. Woo! I, you threw me off with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I expected bigger things out of you, Mike. Yeah, that was... That was it? You blew the I'm water? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> You're just all around disappointed with that intro. You're like, that's it? Well, it threw me. I introduced you as the man in the closet. You're and, supposed to have two lines. Teapot giving, giving me shit about his shit microphone. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, 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 was, I was all thrown for a loop. So, newcomers, <laughs> F you. So, uh. My thought of the day, I went to uh, see a person I used to work with. She was a CSR back in 19 stops. She was enlisted. She went, got commissioned. She made a major and she retired. So How I was her been... flight suit? How was her flight suit? <coughs> she well? never Good got question. to be part Good of the flight suit. That went uh, out in, a, in what, 11? 2011? 2010? Yeah, 11 or 12. Yeah, somewhere around there. Not a tailored fit then. That's too bad. Uh, well, no, not that one. I know what you're talking about. But, uh, um, anyway, I went down there for the first time in 10 years, right? I went down to Springs to see her uh, retire. And it was like, I was nervous. I was like, who am I going to see? I mean, there's, you know, there's people you want to see. But then I was like, I'm sure there's people who don't want to see me. Now, you guys may not suffer from that, but I definitely suffer from that. So, oh, I suffer from it. And I had it all lined up. Some of the, a couple of the officers that I did not like, I was like, I'm going first name on them. There's no sir. I'm going, I'm going Dean. How are you? And I will walk right up to that. Son of a I was Gregory. <laughs> oh, tough, tough crowd, man. <laughs> I was ready. Um, and you'll get there too. You guys will get there too. Eric, you go up. You go back uh, at all to now. Nobody yeah, asked. Nobody right. asked you to come back, and like, I'm not memorable enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a while ago, though, right? Like, yeah, my people I are mean, dead. <laughs> yeah, each. Oh, I mean, you, you got a secondary, basically retirement out of that whole thing, right? Yeah, I retired so, 31 January of 2003. My people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> my people are dead, man. So, so if. If lifted more. a brand new airman showed up to Eric's retirement and made a memorable freaking moment, he would already have been 20 years and retired as of like yeah. the no, beginning okay. of this year. Okay, fair enough. Now, I will tell you, Marty, the girl that I was talking about who just graduated from tech school as a cop. Yeah. She's the one that took care of our business for Saturday night. 
So you're going to get to meet her Saturday night. That That's great. But these three guys are like, I saw Jake's head go. Business. To I was like, oh, yeah, your business, business for Saturday night. Give. You guys okay. wouldn't understand this. You, you get to meet the new girl on Saturday Friday. night, Marty. I it's knew in, that was coming. I it's my OnlyFans prep. You guys oh, don't okay, have nice. Oh, that's right. fair. No, that's, that's, that's Waxing yeah, party. Okay. Saturday night waxing party. It'll be a real special live broadcast. So. It's an art, not a science. A I'm saying. 4, Eddie's 45% tanning. off right now. Remember tanning? So. <laughs> Tanning's great. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, the holidays only, Mr. History. Only fans. <laughs> 20% off. Papa Bear. Uh, speaking of that, you got a day in history for us, Eric? Well, I didn't finish hearing the, what was the sound of the day? Oh, just I went down there. It felt like a... Oh, you were nervous. A, a bit like a high school reunion, sort of. Ah, yeah. I got you. I mean, there's some yeah. I wanted to see. There's some I hoped I didn't see. <laughs> um, and then there was some that I, I was like, what is that guy's name? I cannot remember his name. As he's going, hmm. Marty, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't remember that guy's name. So. Must have been Gregory from Jake's point of view. Gregory? Oh, no. He remembers yeah. Gregory. <laughs> well, that's when you make an introduction with somebody else you know. And you go, hey, man, you need really need to meet this guy. And then you that's wait right. for them to say names to each other. Well, I did go down with my wife. So that was, a, that was an easy catch. Oh, have you met my wife, Sue? Yeah, oh, it's like, oh, I know you, and I know you too. And I was like, names, I need names. Come on, woman, <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. two things only. Uh, congratulations to Major Anna Mondragon on her retirement Retired. 27 years or something like that. Nice. Oh, yeah, I worked with her for extra, 19th. Yeah, you had to do that extra 10 um, to for the officer piece. So, yeah, she was a she was at Sibbers for a little while. She bounced around some different yep. things, but she's pretty That's capable. Pretty cool. She was good. Yeah, she was good. So, all right, I, I do have a history. You know how we were talking December fifth? It's two days before the attack of Pearl Harbor, right? So I said, you know what? I'm going to step away from the Pearl Harbor thing. We all have that pretty good. So, this will catch you off guard. So this began December fifth, nineteen forty five. It began as nothing more than a routine training flight. At 2.10 p.m. on December 5th, 1945, five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers took off from the Naval Air Station in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The planes, collectively known as Flight 19, were scheduled to tackle a three-hour exercise known as a navigational problem number one. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Any it's guesses? Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, the yes. train. Nice. Yes. Nice. So their navigation problem number one was supposed to be a triangular flight plan called for them to head east from the Florida coast and conduct bombing runs at a place called Hens and Chickens Shoals. They would then turn north and proceed over Grand Bahama Island before changing course a third time and flying southwest back to the base. Save for one plane that only carried two men, each of the Avengers was crewed by three Navy men or Marines, most of whom had logged around 300 hours in the air. The flight leaders were, were Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, an experienced pilot and veteran of several combat missions in World War II specific theater. At first, Flight 19's hop proceeded just as smoothly as the previous 18th 
that day. Taylor and his pilots buzzed over hens and chicken shoals around 2.30 p.m. and dropped their practice bombs without incident. But shortly after the patrol turned north for the second leg of its journey, something very strange happened. For reasons that are still unclear, Taylor became convinced that his Avengers compass was malfunctioning and that his planes had been flying in the wrong direction. Oh. Yeah, the troubles only mounted after a, after a front blew in and brought rain and gusting winds and heavy cloud cover. Flight 19 became hopelessly disoriented. They were lost and were never found after that. Until recently. I think uh, recent history is they have found the uh, the planes, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. But what happened was they ended up flying out to sea versus back on their third leg. Mm. So just short. Did, that, I did so. that kick off the Bermuda Triangle stuff? That's correct. Of all that's, that. That's the first that event. Shit. Wow. Yep, that's the first event that started this mess. They went to another dimension. That's yeah, you don't hear much about the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle anymore. I wonder why. No, I know. I think it's all been GPS, solved. The GPS solved the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. I think it did. I think for the most part it all was solved and the, the aircraft wrecks were found. You know, growing uh, up watching In Search Of, I watched Leonard Nimoy put the fear of God in you when you're yeah. 10 years old watching <laughs> In Search Of, and they're like, Bermuda Triangle. And I'm like, God damn. You know, you mean there's places in the world where you just will get sucked away? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, it is funny because the Navy immediately <laughs> scrambled search planes to hunt for the missing patrol around 730 that night. A pair of PBM Mariner flying boats took off from an air station north of Fort Lauderdale. Just 20 minutes later, however, one of them seemed to follow Flight 19's lead by suddenly vanishing off the radar. The reins of the Mariner and its 13 crewmen were never recovered, but it's commonly believed that the seaplane exploded shortly after takeoff. Exploded? So that whole day was just a shit show, Jeez, man. Yeah, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of investigations on that day. It yeah. was a flying boat. So flying boats back then were notoriously accident-prone and were even nicknamed flying gas tanks for their propensity for catching fire. Oh, so. Shit. But yeah, it just went from bad to worse, man. That's gotta so, make you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, you got Bermuda Triangle, now you got aliens. Is this just <laughs> all like pilots get together and they're drinking and they're cooking shit up for like the mistakes <laughs> they make? And they're like, fucking aliens. They just stick to it. Yeah, they stick to it. Aliens. Nobody will ever be able to prove that. Well, the Nobody time of the those... space piece, it was interesting that this was Flight 19 because there was another famous Flight 19. DSP Flight 19 oh. that had some major issues. Oh, the old Ooh. space correlation there. Yeah. I was at uh, like alert when all that went down. Like how I'm tying it all together? Yeah. I'm a space professional. Oh, That's man. good conduct material right that. there. That might, put there, you, right there. that might put you automatically. So. <laughs> all you got to do is beat the three of us. because <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I've gotten it by default. <laughs> Twice. No, no, you won that one thing. That's what? right. You won that one thing. Uh, thanks, Eric. That's good. Very good. good. Not too long, right, Mike? Not too long. Keep it yeah. short, man. Yeah. Keep it short. Keep it short. <laughs> All right. So uh, today in our year-end celebration here, we're going to do uh, guests of 2023. Right. Oh, nice. Just got a couple of minutes. So 
we had uh, several guests, so I'm going to do it in groups of three. So I'm going to play you three guests right here. Maybe at the end we decide who's our guest of the year. Better yet, can we remember who they were? Past. Can you remember uh, who they were? Well, hmm. yes, I remember who they were. I mean, you'll remember who they were. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so the first guest is now permanent party here. Tech Sergeant Kevin Balcom. Look at that. Way Ooh. back in Ooh. January. You were our first guest, I think, when we first started doing this. So let's listen to it. Yeah, so poop stories. Let's all right. So MCS, mic is awesome. right? I'm a mission crew chief and I yeah, had to go. I got to poop. Like it was game time. It's like swing, right? So like <laughs> yeah. five, six o'clock. But there's only three of us. And then like uh, the other individual was in the bathroom. I can't remember their names. But I'm like, oh my god, I gotta poop so bad. He comes and this back. This whole time you're like, sitting console while you gotta poop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. False, false, four, three, false. Like, right. I gotta shit, false. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm standing up a little bit from the seat. They're like, you're right. Like, yeah, man. It's, you know, it's time. Some heavy so, breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homeboy comes back. I'm like, take this. Like, I gotta go. So I go in the bathroom and. Green flight suits, right? You're like zip, zip. Woo. Yeah, yeah. I go right. to sit down. These these assholes double barreled the ketchup bottles underneath, or the ketchup packets <laughs> underneath, the, underneath the seat, and I was like, boom, and they just exploded, right? <laughs> they didn't hit my flight suit. They hit my legs, my thighs, right? Oh, I had to go. I had to go bad. And so I'm going, and I can feel the ketchup like dripping down oh my, my eyes, like, like into my boots, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like I gotta go, man. So, so, so it took me a little bit. So you know, I finished wiping, and I try to get you know whatever off, and you know, wash my hands, and come back, and everyone's just looking at me. That's awesome. I'm like, touche. And they, like, everybody starts laughing. I didn't even ask who it was because it's like, does yeah. matter? Like, yeah. got that's me. a good one. Yeah. You that's got a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Why was your mic so good? Was I using Google Pixel January. Buds? I don't know. I was yeah. using Pixel Buds or just the, uh, I was on my, my Surface Pro then. I didn't have, I'm on a gaming laptop now. I don't know. I, I just Maybe bought a microphone. Sense, yeah. I just bought a microphone at, on Amazon as we were talking. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Took care of the yeah, business. Took it personally. I didn't know I had that much influence. But, but yeah. guest of the year, all I'm saying is, in the immortal yes, words of Justin Timberlake, it's gonna be May. You know? Come on. <laughs> you guys can't vote for yourselves. I already made that oh. rule. So that was, and that was that a was weed reference. Good. Jesus Christ. You don't, I like wait, it. JT? You don't like JT? Oh, I yeah, love JT, I but I mean, you gotta use something like Crimea River, bitch. Like, oh, ah, that's something fair. that's actually funny, not it's gonna be me. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. You're better than that, Teapot. He's just trying to tear you down so he wins guest of the year. Don't fall for it, Teapot. Don't fall for it. All right, these aren't, these aren't chronological. I wanted to get our now new permanent party out of out of the way. So this one is from Master Sergeant Mike Johns, which who was just on like a month ago, right? As a guest. And we Whoa. liked him so much we kept him. 
we pulled him over. Yeah. But this one is uh, just a quick one. You just had another milestone a couple months ago, right? What yep. Uh, birth of two twins and a boy and a girl back on the 4th of July. Nice. So go America. Are they really 4th of July, man? Yep. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the wife The wife went in for a standard, uh, some sort of, you know, woman thing that you go in for when you're pregnant. Um, <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, you're actually in the middle of giving labor right now. So oh, call wow. your husband and have him come to the hospital. We're going to C-section these babies out. And wow. Boom, within a couple hours, we had them out. And yeah, now they're, they're doing well. They're, you know, right at four months now and uh, doing, doing just fine. So. And you're 42. Forty-two. Wow, congratulations, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah, he's not going to see those grandkids, but that's no. Okay. <laughs> he's going to be gone. <laughs> he's he's man. Don't put that on him. Well, hey, you never know, man. I'm taking athletic greens. Make sure you get your athletic yeah, greens like every other podcaster. We got to get them in. AG1, baby. <laughs> look, at you, look at you pitching a sponsor that we don't yeah. even know about. AG1. <laughs> So that's why we brought them on. We're still waiting for those sponsors to come in, but yeah, you, you mm. sounded good pitching it. I like that. AG One has yet to give me a free sample. Nah, I know we got we got shit out of Mike, but that's Be- okay. best greens I've ever had are Jocko Greens. You guys ever had Jocko Greens? Ooh. No, Jocko Greens. They're actually pretty good. What are they, kind Jocko Willing? Mike, yeah, Jocko Willing. Mike looks like, like he's he like sponsors greens. He's got he's got a couple. His greens are good. His uh. His energy drinks are really fucking good. They're expensive, but they are probably my favorite ones I've ever had. Really? Which one are those? Uh, What's it called? They're called Jocko Go. Jocko Go. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Like they got something in them. Not a ton of caffeine, but just something in them that just like spins me up a little bit. I like it. Gets I'm me all tingly. Ah, Celsius <laughs> are great. Like I'm a Zoa guy. Mostly Zoa. Cool. Anyway, stuff. I like yeah. that because uh, Mike was gonna. Mike sounded natural on that. He was gonna pitch fucking energy shit. drinks here, Marty. And he ah, and yeah. he took what? But Mike took shit from me right off the bat. So they were like, "Hey, yeah." Come on. <laughs> All right, so this is this is back in January too. This is Senior Master Sergeant Scott Westfall. You know, on a side note, Scott, I get my brother-in-law is uh, he drives for UPS, and yeah. he still raves about your story driving through where were you driving when the convoy got lost oh my first gig in the military was driving tractor trailers right. for one of the doomsday units and we were driving from omaha into missouri somewhere and uh we were going down there's two exits southbound i-29 for the 435 loop around uh kansas city and we took the wrong one and we ended up going back towards Kansas and <laughs> going south. We're going the wrong way. So the convoy commander, my buddy Alan's driving. I'm sleeping because I'm going to do night shift. And he wakes me up. And over the radio, we hear, ah, you know, we're going to make a left turn here. We're like the sixth tractor trailer in, in this big string of trucks. And I just start clawing at the radio. Like <laughs> I'm trying to get to the radio. Nope. I see the first two trucks turn. It's all and over that's from it. there, right? Always committed. We, so... I-70 was closed. He was trying to backtrack on I-70 because <laughs> it was against our uh, SOPs to do a U-turn on an overpass. And uh, so he just took, uh, he took I-70 into downtown Kansas city and took a convoy of military, you know, top secret <laughs> military trucks through downtown rush hour traffic in Kansas city in 1990s. Yeah. Perfect. 
great story. God, it makes me laugh every time. Well, you wonder, people talk about how, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Have you seen what's out there? <laughs> you seen? We were armed, too. Like the, the missile trucks, you know, they, you'll see, if you ever go up on I-80 here by Cheyenne, uh, you know, I ride up there a lot, and Jake, I don't know if you go up there. Yeah. Uh, you'll see, you know, uh, missile trucks. They'll be taking the missile to from somewhere, and it's, you know, it's a bunch of armored Humvees, a bunch of cops, helicopters, and everything. And, uh, you know, you, you get something like that up there, it's normal because you're near a missile base. But in Kansas City, at, you know, 4 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, and you got 25 green trucks rolling through downtown. <laughs> and, then, and none of them have no idea the turmoil of the lead vehicle going, oh, oh my God, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> no, I, the first time I ever saw a man slap a woman was when I was a truck driver school. <laughs> and Stacy Flowers was uh, was driving. She was the, the other first person. Time. In the one of us would sit back, the other one would drive. And this old Love guy, it. you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's in his 50s. He's chain smoking in there. And civilian he's dude, just, right? Oh, yeah, civilian guy. And he didn't know. I mean, he, he just tried teaches whoever's at the school puts in front of him. So these military idiots come in there. And this little girl is just screwing up right and left. She's never had to do anything like this. And he slapped her right across the face <laughs> for almost Jeez. running into like a, like a telephone pole or something. Yelling at her to turn and then stop and then turn and then stop. And she didn't. He slapped her and then he grabbed the stick and grabbed the. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Fucking <laughs> Scott can tell a story. Man. Dude, Scott still, like I talk to him every now and then, he will list off like exit or mile marker 40, 438 on this freaking highway over there. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I, 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 that's four states over. And I was following somebody during, you know, even if I know what he's talking about, but he will break down that road yeah. mile marker thing like crazy i wish i had that ability i don't yeah you know I, and I and i recognize i don't but all right so that's our first group of three you guys can't vote for yourselves at the end so mm-hmm. we shall see uh okay on to the news from the associated press south korea launches its first spy satellite after rival, they, it's funny they say rival like Michigan, Ohio State. After rival <laughs> North Korea does the same. It's like what? That's perfect. Rival A divided Korea. Yeah. Uh, South Korea launched its first military spy satellite into space last Friday, a little over a week after North Korea claimed to put its own spy satellite claimed to put its own spy satellite into orbit for the first time as tensions rise between the rivals so south korea's first spy satellite yes after north korea claimed that they put a spy satellite up now I'm why why is real a, sure i buy that well way. i know every time we talk about north korea they always couch it by north korea claims that they did this right or they hmm. said that they did this oh we sat on the ops floor and we saw the news and they're like, hey, North Korea just did a underground nuclear test. And the Intel guys would go, hey, come and look at the entrance to this tunnel. There's Ooh. guys playing soccer there. They're not they're not doing shit. <laughs> so uh, but it's it's funny. They always go South Korea or North Korea claims. Uh, so where was this uh, South Korean spy satellite launch from? Seoul. 
Vandenberg Air Force Base or Vandenberg Space Force Base. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That makes more sense now. Lodge of California's Vandenberg Space Force Base using SpaceX's Falcon 9. Uh, it was nice. the first of five spy satellites South Korea plans to send into space by 2025 under a contract with SpaceX. That's all they're doing is paying for it. Paying for it. You know, I'm telling you. It's everybody else, too. Yeah. Uh, who was it? SpaceX. Uh, who was the Virgin guy? You know, they all had that uh, that race to the orbit thing, you know, for commercial. Yeah. yeah. Branson, Branson was his name. Branson. Yeah, right, Branson. right. But it's only... It's only Elon who's making space contracts, man. I mean, he's got yeah. him with NASA, obviously. Staring it up. Now he's got one with South Korea. <laughs> South Korea had no military reconnaissance satellites of its own in space and has partially resorted to the United States spy satellites to monitor moves by North Korea. Partially. I mean, partially. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, like 99%. What's well, partial? You know? I know. I know. Partial. Yeah, like, Guys, you got to turn down some of it so we can say that we're not I, taking all of it. I got yeah. a tour of their NASA, their version of NASA facility in Korea. Was, yeah, in South Korea. Really? It was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. But coming from things like, oh, how many AFSCN sites do we have? Yeah. And they're excited and, and planning. They have three sites and they're super pumped about it you know yeah and they've got but they're close closing in with the rest of everybody so you do believe well, I mean, been, you do believe their own inherent satellites for or at least they've, they've got their own lift system the kslv yeah. korean space launch vehicle so um, there's the and they've question. been doing that for at least a decade so is mm -hmm. that the first spy satellite i'm not sure i buy that not true yeah well um hmm. A ministry statement said the launch allowed the South Korean military to acquire an independent space-based surveillance system. It said the satellite would also help bolster the military's preemptive missile strike capability, a key part of its so-called three-axis that includes missile defense and massive retaliatory capabilities. After two launch failures earlier this year, hmm. North Korea said it successfully placed its Malagyong one spy satellite in the orbit last week. North Korea has said, since said its satellite had transmitted imagery with space views of key sites in the U.S. and South Korea, including the White House and the Pentagon. <laughs> but it hasn't yet released any of those satellite photos. I could have sent him a Google picture. Earth. I could have sent him a picture. edit out the Google Earth out of the right. bottom. That's yeah. what they did. They're like, zoom in, zoom in more. Enhance. <laughs> Go to street. Yeah, Go to street view. Go to street view. Now take the name down. That's our picture. Oh god. You know what they probably got? They probably got the Chinese spy balloon pictures. And they're like, look what we did. We mm. imaged all of North America while you guys did nothing. <laughs> uh US and South Korean officials confirmed the North Korean satellite entered orbit. But many outside experts question whether it can send militarily useful high-resolution imagery. Right? So non-useful stuff. Not useful. I, 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 I always laughed when they were like, oh, <laughs> North Korea launched another ICBM test, and they deliberately blew it up right over Japan, right? You know, sure. like, or right before it got to Japan's airspace <laughs> or whatever it was. 
And they're like, yeah, we're good that way. We always deliberately blow it up right before it gets in the internet. We just want to tease you. <laughs> yeah. And like the truth is you can't get in any farther than that. But Japan anyway, may have something to say about that. A lot too. of that a lot of that article also went into uh you know, there are some that are saying, Oh, North Korea will never allow North Korea to have any kind of space program. But if you're North Korea, like why not? You know, why can't we have our own shit? And I think that's gonna get more profuse over all these other world countries as they develop. They're like, why can't we have our own shit? So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what efforts are put to stopping some of these other countries. Like we have been stopping other countries for yeah. the last 55 yeah. years. <laughs> so anyway, uh, nothing, nothing more on North Korea. Okay. Well, there's uh, reasons he doesn't, uh, well, I I think they've honestly come a long way, though, right? Because you're right in saying they used to be basically duct taping scuds on scuds. Yeah, pretty much. And being like, let's right. see if this works. Right, right. <laughs> and you know? they're all applauding on the launch pad, but then they're like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one didn't go as far as we wanted it to go. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's losing their job. <laughs> Dying. shot with an anti-aircraft yeah. gun yeah yeah <laughs> so uh yeah it, it is interesting it was it, it got into a kind of a debate where do they have a right to put stuff up in the space of course they do right of course they do we don't own anything up there right but um so i have a question you boys that sat at consoles would you actually see those launches we can't oh, yeah. talk about that. Can't talk no. about that. It's the that's the bulging capability. Okay, I guess I'll watch but, on TV. I mean, you know, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can go to Wikipedia and Sibbers, and you'll get all the answers. That's true. You want. Okay. <laughs> the Fair answer enough. is yeah. We saw more than they report on. Yeah. So uh, that's why a if lot it of burns, us like, if it burns long enough and hot enough, we'll see it. It's like, yeah, uh, we we know what we saw. And that includes that to... rash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fix that uh, shit. So I got medicine for that, Jake. It's good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> a lot of the lack of seriousness, seriousness that we're taking on it is because we there's been evidence that it's not as advanced as it sounds like. Well, the, the big thing here was that they sold a bunch of munitions to Russia to backfill their yes. stocks. For and then all of a sudden, which is, got a successful launch into orbit. Right. But doesn't that make you wonder, is like, how is North Korea producing enough weapons to give to another country? Well, they've just had them. Yeah, maybe. I maybe mean, the, all the people are dying from, of starvation I mean, are like, hey, there's another hundred we can give to Russia. Yep. Yeah, they're not they're not like using GLONASS guided munitions or anything like that. They're just they're just old ass munitions from the fifties. So Yeah, well, AKs stand the test of time, I suppose. So well, and you know it's funny because he was just on TV crying and wishing and hoping his um his country, his women would start producing heirs, babies. They needed more babies. I'm like your whole country is starving, but you wanna force your people to have more children. Did you guys well, see him on television talking about that? Who, That's amazing. Kim Jong-un? Yeah. 
And he was actually crying. Well, maybe it's your policies against women that they're (laughs) keeping their legs closed, you know. Or they're too malnourished to have. Yeah, that could be it too. You can only grow so much on rice. Uh okay. Uh before we get to the next story, let's go to our second group of three guests. All right. So this one is senior master sergeant Derek Lucas. And I think the point in this was uh we were we were doing rifles. We were doing the best or uh, the Hall of Fame or uh the all military rifles, I think. Remember that one? Yep. So all right, Derek, you can either choose one of our three or you can throw a wild card in there, but we will go with your decision. <laughs> oh, now he figured out how to mute it. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to pause this because he, he had all those issues because uh, he was doing it on a phone and he kept muting himself and we couldn't hear him. Remember that? <laughs> yep. He was doing it on a phone and had also he was in the back of the car. He was car in the car with a bunch of other people. And they had people. just drove away from the bar to another right. bar. Right. Yep. And he's like, Oh wait, I've got 30 minutes. Let's crank out a podcast quick. That's why we were laughing about. <laughs> oh, now he figured out how to mute it. <laughs> yeah, he is muted. There he Again, is. am I unmuted now? Hold on. Yeah, that was you, man. I didn't mute you this time. <laughs> yeah. It's my ear. It keeps doing that. Anyway, <laughs> all riveting. Shut your mouth up there. All riveting stories. Uh, I'm going to go with Marty Spencer Rifle. There you go. Let me tell you why. I'm from, I'm, from, I'm from Boston. I'm from the North, you know? So we, you know, oh, whatever it took to take out the South, I'm all for that. There you go. Good <laughs> choice. Good choice. Spencer Rifle, it is. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm not nice. Happy about this. I thought we were friends, Derek. I'm sorry, Eric. You, right. you, you were very close. Very close. <laughs> Why'd you guys go to the gym and pump each other? Oh, that's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> a small little short guy's got to say something like that. <laughs> I tell you when I when I found that and I re-listened to it, I was like, "Ooh, that was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> bold of me to tell two two hundred plus pound guys that." Uh, I was like, "But you know, you can be brave on the microphone." So, yeah, what are you gonna do? You had distance. At your the funny, the funniest part about that is when whoever was driving, he told her to shut her mouth. That's, that's that's Derek, right? Yeah, it's Derek, Derek Lewis in a nutshell. Derek wears bedazzled jeans. Like I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. Yeah. How's he really? He does not. Oh, I've yeah, got yeah. I've got picture proof of him and his boy Dean Schmidt wearing matching clothes <laughs> up in Blackhawk when he was hanging out with my wife and I. Yeah, yeah, I'll bust that out oh, next week. Awesome. What is yeah. that gene maker back then that was uh, so popular with a bunch of guys, but it was like bedazzled stuff, and I can't remember the name of that guy. You guys remember? It was, uh, it's, no. uh, you know, it's rock and roll stuff. It's the place. It wasn't the, rock and roll. It was I know. Uh, the, the affliction or something. Is that the? Yeah, it's, that's part of the, the shirts, yeah. right? It was at that yeah. same time, yeah. It's the yeah, place knowing Lucas, though, he's probably wearing Apple bottom jeans. Some boots with the fur. No, I got it. Rock Revival. It was rock revival jeans. Well, I thought it, oh, shit on the pockets, rock revival. 
Ed Hardy. That's who I was thinking of. Ed Hardy. Hey. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah Ed okay. Hardy shit. So. <laughs> All right. In February, we had, uh, remember the Intel guy, Master Sergeant Ron Denman? Yep. Yep. Well, he came on and told us a bunch of stories about how he almost died. Which were entertaining. Yeah, they were entertaining. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing him off. Was actually yeah, on one of the deployments. 83. I was uh I was still in combat control and I was doing a parachute jump. And this is, is when we used to have these large uh bags that we would jump with. They're called seaweed bags, combat combat yeah. weapons and equipment bag. Yeah, that bag sucks. Yeah, so I was going out of a 141, and if you ever went out of one of those suckers, you know it's a lot of lot of wind coming out of there. It yeah, sucks you out, man. I was about 150 pounds. <laughs> I had a 100-pound seaweed bag on me. I go out the door, and when that wind hits, and, you know, anytime you jump static line, you, yeah. you oscillate under the chute. When I went up, I went all the way up and fell back through the risings. Oh, and, my God, man. Yeah, unfortunately... I was upside down. It was uh, it was about a, I think an eight hundred foot jump. But I felt I was falling upside down, and I just kept thinking, man, it's going to be hard to do a PLF off my head. <laughs> For those that, that know what that is, that don't know, it's a parachute landing fall. Right. Thinking, it's going to be hard to do this PLF, and I was trying to think okay. about how I was going to, I was going to angle myself in so i didn't snap my neck when i went in now you didn't and do a your it didn't do a what do they what they used to call it uh, when your chute folds up a cigarette roll or is it a, no is it no roll? it didn't it didn't completely do the uh may west you didn't have a total catastrophic no it wasn't total catastrophic and and i was actually just tangled up in the middle of the risings God damn. And and I could look up and I could see my shoot and I thought, okay, this is not going to be good. And so I just kept <laughs> grabbing the risings. And as I got just about to the top of the trees, this was jumping in uh, Fort Bragg, got to the mm. top of the trees. And I thought, oh man, I'm less, less than 200 feet off the ground. So I grabbed the risings and pulled away, pulled out as hard as I could and kicked my feet down with everything I had in me. And finally, my feet literally came down and I thought, oh, good. And then I realized, oh, I'm still going fast. I looked <laughs> up and my chute was partially collapsed because yeah. the risings were now under caught under the seaweed bag. Of course. So instead of my parachute being fully deployed, it was only half deployed because it was uh, nearly collapsed. And I just thought, oh, this is not going to be good. But I had enough time that I could pull on. I pulled on that right rise, and I saw it was a sand pit. I angled for the sand pit that was out there. And it felt like uh, I jumped off a three- or four-story house when I hit the ground. And did, I you hit, hit, did you hit one four? Because that's what I did on my first. I, I hit the balls of my feet and then my ass. <laughs> yes, exactly what I did. I didn't have a lot of choice because the bag no, right, was right. stuck. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't jettison the bag. It has a little red cherry on the top. You're supposed to pull the cherry and, and hit yeah. it and it falls away. And that thing wouldn't fall away. I was beating on it. It wouldn't fall away. And so when I went in, man, I, I went in oh, smoking. Man. And I just thought, okay, I'm probably not gonna make it out of this one. And fortunately I did. Get first, man. Yeah. So yeah. 
so that that was a pretty ugly day. <laughs> and no then he told us, it, he told the OSI stories about how he almost got shot. He almost got shot yeah. over in Afghanistan. I was like, yeah. he was in a bunch of thick stuff, man. Yeah, you don't want to be around a guy like that because, uh, <laughs> or you do because he's still here. Well, he is. Well, he's <laughs> still here. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so. Uh, was that our next group of three? I think that was so. Uh, oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, Master Sergeant, our, our, our to date, uh, up until then, uh, we only had a few views when this guy came on, Master Sergeant oh, yes. Singleton. All of a sudden, our views went like through the roof, Ooh. and then the next week they went right back down. So <laughs> A uh, guy named Master Sergeant Shannon Singleton. Squeak. Yeah, man. I brought him yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Welcome. Like, Who? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think we got, uh, I, I got him, because uh, he was tell- he's telling a lot of stories. He's actually really good. And I invited him back, but he's tough to, because uh, he works for a financial firm. So he's a little reticent to come yes. back on because he doesn't want to say something. Um, but he's his schedule's also tough, so but we'll reach out to him next year and see if we can get him back on. But we asked him to, uh, we were doing our all military team of generals, Air Force generals. You remember that? So he was supposed to decide. So, uh, wait, stand by. No. Oh. Got to find a mouse. Shanty. No. I just, <laughs> God damn it. All right. Of course. All right. Time All right, is Shannon, nine. Sorry, gents. Like I said, got to go with Hap. Um, All three no! individuals. Um, listen to but, Eric. Um, you know, listen to Eric celebrate. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. a little over the top? That was a, that was a well, just let you know I won. That was a little oh. over the top, right? I still individuals. Listen to that. Um, but um, that's general. You know, one. not even sure if you listened to all the arguments. Yeah. I think you were just <laughs> done. Uh, most of the stuff that I had read, I- I'll tell you this: I almost switched over to Mitchell, but the uh-huh. whole thing, of, the the biggest thing with Mitchell is that what I looked at on these, you know, for an all-star general, what I wanted to have served at with that guy and put my name with that legacy. So yeah, they all had great legacies, but to me, um, Hap was, he would bring the best together. It wasn't about him, you know, being the best and doing this. Hap brought the best together. You know, he brought, he's the one who started, he, he knew that the military could not build a good airplane. So he went and he got engineers from the academic side of the house to do that. Yeah. So he thought outside the box and didn't have to piss everyone off. That is true. That's a good choice. He knew that the Army, right. the Navy, and the Marine, uh, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force could work together. Like how Jake goes, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh. Eric wins again. <laughs> All right. That's, I think we'll call that end up. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it back. <laughs> that was so horrible. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force it every time. End up. Oh, Wait, the like end a military dad joke. It was bad. Yeah, Shannon, end up, you know. 
index index end episode. I mean, I can see index like exercise end. Well, this is not an exercise; it's an episode. It's kind of an exercise in futility. <laughs> that much is true. That much is true. On that note, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Shannon, thanks for sitting in with us. That was a blast. Gentlemen, thanks for the week. Have a good week. Shannon, thanks for being here, man. Have a good one. Hey, uh, did I do okay? Seriously. <laughs> ah, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> good. Let, hey, I'm a big fan of feedback. Let me know, because if I don't get the invite to ever do this again, I'll know how I did. Then so you'll you know. <laughs> for your own feedback. Get a pick LeMay. That's no. right. There is a little bit of retribution, you know, just like against Mitchell. The same thing. That was good. That dude is smart. Shan is smart, man. He's he's yep. very good. He should actually be doing a podcast. So, um, but it was good. That was fun. So, that's the second group. Uh, one more group to go. But before that, our next story, it's from MilitaryTimes.com. So I want to do this story not so much for uh, the subject matter, but more to highlight mandatory training. That they push on us, right? All the time. So the headline is extremism stand down, check the box with no lasting results, which is what critics say. So right after January 6th, they did all this mandatory training, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't in there. Um, <laughs> Eric, you were 20 years we're gone. gone. <laughs> Yo. Um, but. What's that? Was somebody going to say something? Oh, sorry. Uh, it says it starts off with an army nursing specialist was working inside a hospital, Fort Johnson. God, it's still hard to, the, the new names of the names. army bases. Yeah. In the spring of 2021, when he was instructed by a supervisor to gather for a training session about extremism, it was just weeks after the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol where some veterans and service members joined a chaotic protest aimed at thwarting a peaceful Transfer of presidential power. That's as far as I'm going to get into that. Uh, in response, the Pentagon had mandated a one-day training on domestic extremism with units across the country left to decide the best way to convey the message. Training uh, always solves the problem. One well, day. Well, of course, so especially knee-jerk training, right? One day. On your day yeah. off. On your yes. day off. On your day off. Yeah, come on right, now. Right. Yeah. When you're going to listen the most. Right. Well, Probably a weekend in the morning, right? Because you're not hungover like no. at all. No. Well, and we'll get into that. At the Louis at the Louisiana hospital, the specialist and five others filed into the downstairs labor and delivery unit where a major led them through a slide presentation. The session lasted one hour and then the workers went back to their regular duties. Nearly three years later, the specialist can't <laughs> remember much of the training other than the just don't do terrorism. <laughs> He said, if I learned anything new, I've forgotten it already. Uh, so there's a lot of these stories where they got the training, but they don't remember any of it, right? <laughs> they just knew that they had to go in, uh, they had to get the training, they had to listen, and then they walked out. One day. Uh, yeah. Right. 
Troops uh, described the effort as half-hearted, disorganized, and no different than the kind of training they may receive about sexual harassment and assault prevention. One <laughs> sailor thought it was less rigorous than other stand-downs he'd sat through in the week of safety mishaps. That's true. I mean, if you go through an error on the floor or if you go through something happened with yeah. your your unit, you are invested. You're listening. You're like, what's the root cause of this thing? So uh, some participants interviewed by Military Times saw no reason for the extremism training and suggested it ignited division among the ranks. Others thought it was a good initiative that didn't go far enough. Even if political beliefs and experiences differed, most respondents were equally frustrated about how the training was carried out. A dozen prescribed this, a dozen people described the stand down as leadership merely checking a box, while others called it perfunctory, a waste of time, or compared it to a school assembly. What was that word again? <laughs> perfunctory. Perfunctory. That's yeah. a good one. All right, I'll you buy know it. it was just checking a box, though. Oh, it was all checking a box, right? Especially if it's not like repeat or anything like that. It's well, we've sat in done. high enough briefings that you see the genesis of that, right? And you'll have an 06 there, or maybe an 07, whoever, whatever briefing you're in. And he'll ask the question, he's like, Did everybody receive that brief that briefing? Are we 100%? And the guy would be like, Oh, we're hundred percent. He's like, good, and that's it. Doesn't yeah. matter what the meaning of that briefing was. What he was just wanted to be data. able to say we're hundred percent. You get more training on signing off the eighteen hundred on your vehicle, for God's sakes. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I want, but I, but I thought of this, and uh, like I said, I didn't want to go into the extremism thing. I wanted to go into the mandatory training. So you remember back in the two thousand, early two thousand, I think it was early two thousands. <laughs> When they redid the whole sapper, sexual mm. assault, sexual assault prevention and response training. Yep. Right. And they hired uh civilians to come out and train this. Cause I remember getting a brief from a civilian. Yeah. Yeah, there's still there's still specific offices full of civilians that give these briefings. Is that still around? That's 20 years later. As far as I know, yeah. Um and I remember before I went into that training, I remember the guys who were coming out and I was like, well, how was the training? And they're like, oh, uh, men are the problem. And if you drink, it's rape. <laughs> that, that was like flat out. That was, I was I like, I remember what? that themed one. Yeah. And they're like, 100%. oh, yeah. If you drank, yeah. It, you, At all. That's what they're saying. Straight up rape. And everybody's like, God damn. <laughs> so that was, a, that was the, I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy training. Um, yeah, you could not you could not get consent if you were in any way intoxicated. Yeah. And, and then you know, it got brought up. Well, it got brought up the things like, you know, you could technically, you know, technically caffeine is a drug and you could be caffeinated and intoxicated. So what does that mean? And those, you know, being smart ass airmen that we were at the time, all those curveballs started getting thrown. And, uh, you know, right. what do you and mean? I think, by I think I remember stories about that too, because then everybody just wanted to poke holes in it and come up with yep. some hypothetical. Well, wait, well, if what I have about, a glass of wine with my wife, what about NyQuil? 
NyQuil, you're <laughs> under the influence, right? And all, and a drill, all this baby. shit got thrown around. Yeah. Turned into a shit show. And it totally took away from that. But they were so emphatic about it. I think whoever they brought in to do that training was hard on one side of that of that whole issue. <clears throat> well, the time it hit Congress, and the I can't remember her name, but she's still out there. She's a Democrat from New York, I believe. And this has been her big thing, which it's it's a very important issue, you know, sexual assault. Period. Yeah, of course. Um, but just the way the way it was delivered and the way it went out to try to fix all these issues, and it's I mean, whenever you put out objectives and standards like this, especially with dealing with such a broadly diverse crowd, it's going to be so hard to hit the nail on the head in such a way, and right. especially when it's delivered in the format that it's delivered in, you know, the mandatory sit down, watch some dumb video built by some guy, you know, that is not he's he's not in on it, and, you know, wanting to like. He just wants to get the money from the government, you know, to, to produce the video. Right. And it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's not rude. And they, they've tried various things. And I mean, really at the end of the day, you just got to pour some morals into people and go, look, man, like if someone's clearly like intoxicated, intoxicated, you can't have, you can't have sex. With them. That's it. That's and, literally uh, that, that was the advice I gave to all the students at the five thirty third. Do not hook up. <laughs> With a drunk person. Like, period. Look, bro, like, wait. Like, if they're into you, it's going to happen probably the next day. But, like, if they're drunk, bad news. Yeah, it's super easy. It's super right. easy. Well, it's super easy giving them that safety brief. <laughs> but if you. Now, that, was me, sick... that wasn't a safety brief. That was me going on a rant because I didn't want to teach. But if you've been money. six yeah. months. Yeah. You know, of going on uh, OnlyFans, and you want some real contract content? <laughs> pay for it, man. I, I would have told them that <laughs> offline. Just pay for it, man. Like you're gonna pay that's for true. it more than the next. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. Because... Buy a couple. Speaking of paying for it, Papa Bear is having a fifty percent off sale for the holiday. It's Christmas holidays. That's correct. Fifty percent. <laughs> if you refer a friend, <laughs> we'll also give you a good contact medal. Uh, oh. Good contact. Oh, thanks. Medal. Yeah. In my and if, and if you've been a member for six months, you get an additional medal. Ooh, we'll have to Ooh. do something special. You get the medal of the hog. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so, uh, you know, uh, as long ago as you retired and as we progress away from that, uh, mm-hmm. it's good to know that mandatory training is still mandatory training. Tell me yeah. one mandatory training that you occurred that happened that you said, "Oh shit, that was really useful." Oh, self aid buddy care, baby. Yeah, yeah. self aid yeah. buddy yeah. care. Was, yeah, fire extinguisher training. And they did away with it. Fire, fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. Yeah. Seriously, and, that was useful. Okay. Yes, really? yes. Oh, there was uh, a while where we had to yeah. do hands on ones. It, it wasn't even that. So here, here's my my spiel, right? Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Hey Jake, what are your what are your kids, your teenagers' attention spans? Um, do what? What are your teenagers like uh, attention spans? Ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Oh, yeah. If you're lucky, yeah. that's what our training should be. I don't care if it's every morning, fifteen minutes, and and you just keep doing it over and over. That's why fire extinguisher training was so valuable to me because like uh, uh, the first time we turned on our oven, 
at our apartment in Lompoc, the shit caught on fire. It was a grease fire. <laughs> so, like, I tried to suffocate. It didn't work. I, I, I was like, oh, shit, time to go get the, the fire extinguisher. That didn't work. I had to call the freaking fire department. Like, it was just like, oh, Air Force training. Damn it. Like, it was literally, like, because I saw it 15 minutes That's because a year. you were trying to do sap, not pass. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sweep, squeeze. <laughs> I forgot to pull. I my wife real quick, like, get away. Shh. All right, let me go. Uh, oh, but that, my so that's my that that's my my piece. Like these all day stand downs, like no man, like 15 minute training early and often, just a quick hey, and then go about your day. Yeah, I'm with you. But that you know, it's yeah. knee jerk stuff, and knee jerk yeah. stuff is always terrible. Right. Yes. Because Always. the command determines we need to brief everybody on this. Yeah. You know? And they don't care what information on there. They just want to see all units grieve. That's all. That's they an want umbrella to covering the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Mike Johns, you got a story about Cheyenne Mountain? Well, it's not Cheyenne Mountain. It's actually Peterson. Um, oh, I they refer, it's, Cheyenne, it's not a Cheyenne Mountain. I thought it was a peak. No, they're, they're, they talk about NORAD, but uh, you know, Cheyenne, NORAD is now NORAD Northcom, and it's, it's a whole thing. That's true. But it's now split between Cheyenne Mountain and there's pieces of are at uh, Peterson, and there's probably other places okay. uh, like in the National Capital Region and stuff like that. But this one specifically refers to Building Two on Peterson, and uh, the the article is a USA Today article. Um, posted on the 29th of November and uh, starts out with the email arrived in the middle of a work day. Are you thirsty? Subject line said. Uh, what followed was an afternoon drink at the John Wayne Saloon, an invitation-only tavern operating unknown to senior commanders inside the headquarters of the U.S. Military Command Center, <laughs> critical to defending the homeland and keeping Americans safe. So... This whole this this whole article is a bunch of bullshit written by the written by the USA Today. That yeah. it's it's really garbage. So let me let me too. summarize it down. So what really came out of this was there was a fridge with some liquor and beer. They never they never say what day this came out, but I'm guessing you know they 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 talk about day drinking in it. The the article is. The John Wayne, the article title is The John Wayne Saloon, How Day Drinking Went Undetected at One of America's Top Military Bases. Yeah, it sounds um, fascinating. So yeah, so they never, they never like tell you. Lottery. Yeah. Yeah, they say an email came out in the middle of a work day, which, what does that mean? Um, that should have typical middle of the work day in an Air Force life, you know, a day staff Air Force guy is 11 a.m. I doubt it came out at 11 a.m. It's probably 1, 2 um, but there again, middle of the day for a journalist, it's, you know, that could be 6 p.m. Who knows? Right. Um, so anyway, long story short, uh, the NORAD general ordered a, uh, a walkthrough of all the work centers to try to figure out what was going on once this hit his radar. And uh, they happened to find this one work center um, that was behind a keypad with code-restricted access and this clandestine tavern, which actually turned out to just be an office work center with several workstations, a conference room, and stuff like that. And then in a fridge, they found a couple bottles of, you know, various liquor and oh, some beers. Really? So uh, I didn't read yeah, through that I, whole article. I saw the I saw the headline and I was like, 
you know, tail hook in the Air Force. Okay. And with it, yeah, that's, that's all it was, really? Yeah. And they throw in hyperbole like nearby Lieutenant Colonels and Majors plan future NORAD operations. Also close at yeah. hand, computers with access to the Pentagon secret email systems. That's Dumb everything dumb. in that what? building. Everything's right. behind a cipher lock or key yeah. lock. Everything yeah. is one Including room away from door. something. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And then they never they never actually talk about the official that leaked this story out, but the official received the email received the email and then went and had a drink. So no matter what, if so it's wrong, he was in the wrong too. Yeah, he was. He and, was uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That sounds like an axe to grind by that guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, it's it's actually a very long ops areas that have had that same kind of thing, right? The three eighty and sixteenth. Yeah, you got a heritage room. There's fighter squadrons all have bars. Absolutely, that's nothing new. Yeah, exactly. The break rooms at buildings in Nellis all had freaking bars in it, you know. Well, and then you had stashes for retirements promotions yep. yeah i mean yep. those were always warranted well and it's it's funny that they try to go and these guys are planning north america's defense <laughs> i was like norad <laughs> they're barely around anymore you know? yep yeah. well and who knows what they were planning i mean santa this claus they could have been planning exercises and just you know spitballing stuff and having a beer while they spitball some stuff sure late yeah. in the friday afternoon you know just there, there's none of that. None of the details were actually really given. Right. And then the, the only details that came out was this is not as bad as it seems. It's like, all right, America and Canada, you're on your own because we're getting drunk, baby. <laughs> we're yeah. sloshing yeah. it up. Have, have any of us not worked in a facility like that had no. a bottle in a desk drawer or something like that? Who doesn't have desk bourbon? Like, literally, it's, it's a staple. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Uh, Desk, but 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 there again, these yeah, are yeah. you know they try to make it sound like it was the guys on console on scope that were doing yeah. this, and that's never in fact the case. If anyone walked in and saw anyone drinking on an ops floor anywhere, that's game over. Yeah, and see, well, that's that would beautiful be that she found for cops too. Right, anytime oh, you're carrying a weapon. Right, right, that's a note. right. We we had that discussion earlier though. Day drinking, that's like a tradition, though, right? You come off a. <laughs> You come off a mid, you yeah. come off freaking, you're like, let's I start the slosh. It's so six to in the them who are trying to denigrate <laughs> the military, I guess. Uh, what, sun up? Then any drink you have until sundown is day drinking? Coming from reporters that are likely already drunk and high on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just like I, I'd or like maybe see. we're all just raging alcoholics and it's acceptable for us lies <laughs> you know there know, was that a, might there, be it, true that might be true along that same lines there was a story I was going to do where they were talking about AFI's, uh is going to stop sales of alcohol after midnight I think yeah 10 to 6 I think is, is that what it was yeah yeah. Because it's a, it's along the lines of uh, veteran suicide and military suicide. And, you know, they've correlated being drunk with a higher risk of suicide. Um, and Peterson's, I, Peterson's shop at little thing. Oh man, that 24 hours. Let's go. 
Yeah, but if you've been on Shriver, you know. Oh, oh that there's mother- nothing. That thing is done at 8 o'clock, there's no, 7 o'clock. There's no dorms at Shriver. Wait, are there going to be dorms at Shriver? No, oh, that no. Pete. Be, yeah, Pete. Yeah, I was saying Pete's shop. That used to be 24 hours or whatever. But I'm saying yeah, if that, you get a, yeah. you get off a swing shift at Shriver. You're done. Yeah, you got to plan There's ahead. no drinking and driving because no. everything is closed. Yeah, right? plan ahead. Yeah. Come on now. Do the Class 6 at Nellis. It has a whole. This is how much boozing that goes on there. It has a whole cooler, just of Pedialyte. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like they got a whole section just for for surviving the next day. When I got to Fort Hood, you know that a lot of them had O clubs. They had an yeah. O pub. It yeah. said O pub. So, uh. Yeah, that that the whole. I, I mean, I don't want to denigrate the study that they did. It was like, oh, there's too much alcoholism in the military. It's like, yeah, there's too much day risk of life and danger and uh, situations that you can't handle in the military too. So, um, I don't know. It's a balance. Uh, it sucks when you're you have a lot of alcoholism. You know, I mean. Uh, Sometimes there's nothing to do, and that gets you through it. But uh, closing them down and, uh, you know, writing a story like USA Today, which will jump on that, as you said, Mike, to try to make them look bad. Yep. Where did they even get John Wayne's saloon from? Well, they yeah, had a picture was, of John Wayne on the on the door to the office for whatever reason. They never actually explained why they had the poster. It's probably just a cool looking poster and whatever. Um, you know, who knows? It could have been there for thirty years. Or yeah, when exactly. Building two has been there for thirty years, but it could have been there, you know, for a very long time. So and this uh, author just took it upon himself to make up a name. I, I don't. I doubt that it was made up because the general that went through did say that they found the poster of John Wayne. Um, but yeah, it wasn't some clandestine tavern that they were referring right. to. Right. Yeah, right. it was just it was a simple office space with a refrigerator where people also probably shoved their lunches into and all that good stuff. Well, speaking of that, if it if oh. it was the sweet pub, that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like you walk through like and they move a filing cabinet, and you're like, especially shit. right, yeah, yes. building one like a low city, ceiling, like, freaking. There's dingy not a lot of room. Lighting. Right, there's not a lot of room, so to be able to hide like that—that that is actually oh. pretty impressive, man. Or yeah. you know, if you could take one of those big, heavy uh, combo uh, filing cabinets, yeah, yeah. And be like, and look at that! What that opens into. So, what did yeah. you guys call your your drinking after a shift? Was there a name for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> for instance, cops always had choir practice. After a swing. Oh yeah, people refer to it as choir practice. Yeah, that's a. That's you a guys term. did too. Okay, we had choir practice. Well, the aggressors in the 380th, they did like a roll call, and we had formal yeah, toasts and stuff. Call. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Choir Do practice you... was just meeting in a dorm, getting sloshed. Oh, but that no, that was at work because they both those places have bars at work. At work. Yeah. Um, that are restocked regularly. And we would all meet up on a Friday and do roll call. And we otherwise everything else was locked up. So yeah, all the yeah, crypto, like, all the stuff that could go yeah, wrong. You had yeah. to have an event yeah. to get to drink. To get the key and yeah, drink. It couldn't yeah. just be Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah, and ge- generally speaking, the commander comes out and turns on the beer light. Yep. 
which yeah. kind of oh, yeah. sets it up as you know, yeah yeah that's right all right well that's and that could be literally light. a physical light that's actually pulled but yep um, hmm. yeah it wasn't it wasn't keeping uh, little shooters in your ammo pouches eric so no. Jake, I'm beginning to think it is our norm. I think it may just be us. Yeah, we're all booze. <laughs> I'm glad we established that. Yeah, maybe we do have an issue. We're so. just the norm. <laughs> we got a term for it. You're good. Yeah, it's called yeah. you're a sloppy drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, thanks, Mike. Uh, on that note, let's go to the last of our group of three, or the last of our 2023 guests. Maybe I should say it that way. <laughs> uh, okay, this was uh, Army Lieutenant Colonel Rob Smith. Remember when he came on? And we were doing a story, uh, I think, about beards and tattoos. I think uh, specifically this this part is about uh, talking about growing beards. Oh, it was that chief, chief uh, uh, master sergeant of the Air Force when he came out uh, last year about uh, beard growth in the Air Force. Yeah. So um, it was funny. Yeah, Colonel Smith had a pretty good response to it. I know I've had friends. I think we've all had friends of those guys, uh, black guys with the shaving waiver yeah. where they get ingrown. Oh, my God. Right. That's just horrific. I mean, that really looks painful. But then there's a problem. No, no, no it's not. <laughs> no, I, th I think what normally transpires is um, you use that as an as a fucking excuse. Yeah. Uh, period. I mean, if, if you if you tell me <laughs> as a black guy, I can have a fucking beard and I can trim it, make it look nice and neat. I'm going to use the ingrown hairs all the time and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. If you look at it from a Marine's perspective, if you look at it, our individuals who were in the um, service before us, I don't give a shit. They, if they rake their entire skin, they were clean shaven. Yeah. And I could follow someone like that. That's just how I look at it. So, well, there is a discipline. It's just like the that. long hair. Right. Yeah. No, and it's not. You're just fucking shaved in one direction. No, no, but there, that's I mean, there's, and, a, and, no, there's a discipline <laughs> to keeping yourself shaved. If you're out in the field, you know, waking up, taking the face paint yeah. off, shaving. I had that stupid little electric razor that sucked. That took me forever. Uh, but it was better than military. You're supposed better in shaving military, than cold water. You know? But you're supposed to be disciplined. So, I mean, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, he was good. You know, I like when, that. <laughs> Shit was straightforward, man. Yeah, when you're trying to joke <laughs> around, he's like, "No, that's the way it's." That's bullshit. Yeah. Save the fucking right way. You won't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, that was fun when he was on. Uh, okay, our next to last guests, we had the About Face media guys on. So Sergeant First Class Rob Williams and Staff Sergeant Seth Rodenbaum. They were both from the Army. So I had, Mike and Teapot, I had an idea. I'll have the two Air Force guys do a quiz game against the two Army guys. So I gave Eric and uh, Jake Army questions, and I gave those two guys Air Force questions. And they came out even, so we had to have a tiebreaker. Zero-zero? I think it was one-to-one. what we got. Actually, I think it was one-to-one. Oh, that hurt, Mike. We were like, what? 
So I had to come up with the tiebreaker for him and wreck it. See if you recognize this old test question. Hey, didn't the Air Force win that, by the way? No. Didn't, yeah. I yeah. thought we pulled You that did off. not because this was the tiebreaker question. Oh. I think the it was false pretense that we went into a tiebreaker situation. Yeah, I, 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 may, I may have. Yeah, I may have. Yeah. yeah. We won outright. I and then Marty's it like, was like two to one. I can't have my guys kick these random guys' ass because I want them <laughs> back. That is, that is Marty. Yeah, that sounds like Marty. Like, well, I think that was, what was it, four to four? But like, I gave no, them. Well, four to four it was. But, I, but they had an equal chance at this question. All right, so see if you can recognize this this old question. The winner of this question gets takes the championship, okay? Throw the scores <laughs> out. This is your toss-up question. All right, you might have uh, right. And when you know it, so I'm throwing it out to all yeah. of you. When you know it, shout out your branch so I know Where's who it is, right? Okay? All right. What is in the gold ball on top of military flagpoles? Go ahead, Seth. Okay, Army. What is it? It's called a truck. The gold ball ball is called a truck, and right. there is a forty-five in it. A 45, There's two other things a in it. Blade and a match. Oh, Army pulls it out at the end. Look at that. Yeah, because there was a uh, thing. Yeah. There's no space say? nerd that knows that crap. That was a that was a SQT question. In the Army. <laughs> Maybe it was. I thought yeah, we were like, a, this is rigged. This is bullshit. You only have the pointy things on the top of our flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> that was an SQT question. You know that was an SQT and question. He makes the hand motion. Gentlemen, <laughs> the Air Force did answer more questions about the Army, but the reason why is because God created the Army so all the other branches would have heroes to look up to and research about. <laughs> that's hard to argue that's hard to argue fact. right you know that was a pretty good on the yeah, spot comeback, so. i'm with jake we kicked their ass period uh what well, no it was like two to one who gives a shit what's in the ball of the fucking <laughs> truck on the flagpole that was a question that was a, that was a question you guys don't remember that I'm going to go uh, okay. on base tomorrow, and I'm looking for that stupid-ass ball. <laughs> it's a truck. It's a truck. All right, so our, our last guest, and, and and we'll close up the podcast here. It was a Sergeant Army Sergeant Major Ken Ramos. He runs uh, WTF Moments or WTF Army Moments on on Facebook and uh, Twitch and some other uh, some other things. Oh, he was, he nice. was a good storyteller. Yeah. yeah, he was a he's a psyops guy. So we were talking, uh, we got on to, uh, what was the damn Rourke Denver movie? Um, the Navy, the Navy SEALs movie. What was it called? Something of, I don't know. Wasn't it under Courage Under Fire? No, that's the Denzel Washington. That's Denzel, yeah. The one where the Navy SEALs guys, and they had to go rescue, uh, what's her name, who got, Active valor. Active, active, active valor. Active valor. Active valor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he, he, uh, Sergeant Major did some, uh, psyop stuff also with media. So they did psyops on Twitter and all those other social media. So it was an interesting perspective. 
Uh, so this is our last one. Sergeant Major Ken Ramos. Was the video you produced uh, a la Active Valor? <laughs> With our buddy Rick Denver? <laughs> Active Valor. <laughs> you guys, a story about Active Valor. So, tell these guys that story you told me. So, so yeah. So, Active Valor was originally mic. done yeah. by the Bandito yeah. Brothers as an, uh, a show of demonstration of naval special warfare. And it was supposed to show the boat guys, which is the uh, special warfare combat crewmen, the Swicks, and the Seals, and the 160th, and yeah. rah, rah, we were gonna, mm, we we're gonna show it. Yeah, this is how we're gonna do it, and <laughs> use as an example of how to conduct specific you know, missions and yada yada. Well, they took the footage, and, and unbeknownst to us, not only did they took the footage, but they made a goddamn movie out of it. <laughs> and and I'm like, it wasn't even a good movie. No. No, I mean, Rosalind Rosa Sanchez was in it, so she's fucking, she's hot. So yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. She's the one who could act in the whole. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she was what actually acted. You know, and and then of course you know some of the some of the sexy sexy freaking gun gunboat scenes and helicopter right. scenes and all that. Right. Those were all. Yeah. Those were all supposed to be a demonstration video. And I could, I, I can't really say what the boss said, Admiral Craven at the time. I, I'll just say that 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 they didn't get the same cooperation that we that that really? other, other film producers made. Which is why, what that was that was why the task was given to me was given to me and a, and a friend of mine, Anuncio, who was who was part of the, a, a multimedia guy, army trained multimedia guy. And I uh, mean, I'm just a psyop guy. I'm just there, you know, picking up the. You know, it's, it's almost like watching. I was, I was like, I felt like I was in an apprenticeship or a fellowship. With, oh wow! With like yeah. a great, he's a great guy, uh, Frank, my buddy Frank. He, he, he was the, he was, I mean, he was the one that taught me the ropes of of film, filmmaking. Uh, oh, nice. Used some graphic art, uh, you know, graphics and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, yeah. So, anyways, so every time I see Act of Valor in like a DVD stand, or I see somebody going, oh, and you see the, and I just, I just, I just think back because no one's gonna believe the story anyways when this podcast comes out. No way, uh, uh-uh. there's no way that these guys did that. Yeah. So if you ask anybody about the Bandito Brothers, all right, you're gonna be like, uh, what happened with them? What, what, what was that? Because if you look at it aside from the dialogue, it looks like a normal demonstration video. It looks like a normal. He was. Uh... He, he's fantastic. I mean, he can talk forever. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, and that boat scene was bad fucking ass. When they came around with the money gun? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that, that was badass. Well, now, we've told Eric this many times, but Teapot and Mike, uh, a couple years ago, because I was looking for that ski tournament this year. I don't think they had yeah. it this year. Two years ago, um, there's a veterans group that does uh, it's called freedom hunters and they do uh, a skeet shoot out in Elizabeth and Jake and Scott and I went out there and at the end they do an auction and they, you know, they, they kind of close ceremonies. So we're there and we weren't even drunk. We weren't even drinking, but we yeah. are telling stories and laughing our ass off all uh, back at Sivers. And all of a sudden, it just it was weird because we were we were joking, we were laughing. All of a sudden, this guy's like, "Hey, hey, can I can I go?" And we look up and they're like, I, he was talking, he was looking right at me, and apparently everybody was quiet but us. We didn't even know it. 
<laughs> and the guy they had to speak at that um, that uh, skeet shoot was named Rourke Denver, who was one of the guys in that movie, Act of Valor. And he's, mm. dressing, and he's dressing me down. <laughs> he like, got scolded publicly. He's like, and hey, and he, he did the old. My fault for hey, fucking with it. Can it be my turn now? Can I go now? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that, like, like, uh, well, no. it just transitioned weird because it was an auction and the auctioneer was just. Then yeah, and they had barbecue and, and everybody people was were drinking messing and around, and eating and uh, talking, and all of a sudden it just yeah. got quiet. And this guy is like, and he subsequently told a story that was just pretty lame. So, oh, he's in Costa Rica doing some bullshit. <laughs> we're gonna get on, some payback for on nine eleven. Like, and it's I probably went to balancing a, a ball squadron. on his nose. <laughs> yeah, he went to a training squadron ever since then. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Do we have a uh, do we have a clear cut winner for the guest? In my opinion, we do. Oh, oh. All right, look, Mister History. What's your opinion? I'm I'm all about the Kevin Balkum poop story, man. <laughs> that killed me. That is a good. That one. that is the funniest one out there, man. Yeah, that is a good one. Jake, I I think Denman. The stuff he go he went through, and that was just like step one. I for know him. he told a lot of stories, but that's true. Mike, can't choose yourself. I wouldn't choose myself. Mine wasn't that good. Um, it was good. I don't know. I like the Westfall story because I could totally see yeah. the doomsday trucks making a wrong fucking turn, <laughs> and. You know, then it hits the news and turns into a big ordeal and all that stuff, and it's it's something so simple, right? Um, and then the way you told the story, you know, just the the intricate detail and all that Westfall stuff. Westfall is one of the better storytellers. That's why I, I I first wanted him to get on here, but he doesn't want it, he doesn't like to hear his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I think Den, if Denman would have told one of his other stories, um, I think he would be the clear winner. But you know, the jumping. Who hasn't jumped out of a plane and got caught up in the risers? Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he has many OSI stories that he told us he almost got shot at. So I, I just chose the other one because it was shorter. So, But yeah, my vote is for Westfall. Teapot. Squeak. My boy Squeak. <laughs> Love him. Love him. He is good. I, I, I'd love to get him back on here, actually. Yeah. So. Did he tell you any General Flynn stories? Uh, he did in the uh, uh, the one-on-one I did with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he talked. We talked about General yeah. Flynn and and his interaction with that, and it was it was fascinating. It was really cool. Yep. Well, I choose Lucas because Lucas cracks me up because he told <laughs> he told the the what's her name in the front seat to shut her mouth, shut <laughs> your mouth up there. Shut up. That is. Typical Derek Lucas, though. Like, <laughs> so he's just always God. talking trash or messing around. Yeah. All right, fair enough. We don't have a uh, clear-cut winner of 2023 guests, but we are yeah. all winners because of that. So, yeah. And that goes out to anybody. If you guys have somebody, just have them come sit in, man. You know, uh, a six-person can only be more fun than five, right? <laughs> Solid even number, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is strange enough that we got five and we still got dead air. So, you know, I, I, I never understand. Yeah, that. it's fine. Because we always don't want to talk over each other. And, and now yeah, I'm all self-conscious because I need a fucking mic. All right? Like, oh, back man. in January, you were golden. You cut him deep. I don't know what you're on deep. now. Fucking uh, handheld Game Boy or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm actually on a handheld Game Boy. Are you on a push to talk? Yeah, my hand's getting tired, man. Come on. $3,000 gaming computer. Yeah, that's right. Someday, you two will have a background. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd step my game up. You know, I'd I'll step my game up. I got you, Marty. I'm I'm not trying to disrespect your podcast. My bad. He, he is oh, you mean you mean by coming on 17 minutes late? <laughs> right. Yeah. We were just that's, bullshitting. That's anyway. tonight. We're bullshitting. <laughs> waiting for him. Yeah, we're bullshitting through the whole thing anyway. <laughs> but no disrespect. I, I, I'm with it. I love it. I love it. I got it. And Marty, you got to admit, we have certainly progressed. Oh yeah, you and me. Two years the old ones when you and I were sitting in your uh, uh, basement doing this. And it's what it is now. It's much more fun. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I I can't tell you enough that uh, all you guys make it. I I look forward to it. I really do. It's you know, it's it's uh, if it's if if nothing else, it's therapeutic to get a bunch of the old military shit that we could never bitch about. We can bitch about it here, you know, or talk about it. I was gonna bring up. I was gonna bring up, and I completely forgot uh, about the mandatory training. But do you remember the uh, the the porn shakedown? Remember the porn shakedown? Oh, the yeah. All across the air force, it was like, yeah. go get all the porn out. It was like, how about this picture? It's like that's not even porn. It's like get rid of it. Well, and how well, many that's, that's, that, that was the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't really a porn shakedown per se. So I think they found porn. But it was really yeah. get rid of anything that was like sexual in nature. So that Max was, and Max. That was all the biggest crap, knee jerk thing I ever saw. One of my yeah. troops did a flexathon like Eric used to. And he printed out a picture of himself in a, like a yellow bikini bottom. And he had put it on my like on my desk. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to do this? And I laminated that shit. <laughs> it was set up there. I don't want to ruin it. Dude, they took it away. They took my picture away. Oh, that was been so outrageous. It was crazy. Was Nothing crazy. was better, too, when me and Marty went to a cornhole, professional cornhole. Oh, thing. yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, they were. I, we, I thought it was a veteran thing. It was oh, not a veteran God. thing. Right? How'd that go? Oh, ridiculous! <laughs> they got cornholed. You know, when, they, when they do that, they do the commercial. You know, like a guy who's throwing it without looking. These were those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they go if they miss two rounds, you know, or whatever, from not getting it right in the hole, they're pissed off. And Eric and, and I, the were first lucky I was to like, score a point, just score a point, man. We gotta have a point. Yeah, what's going on, man? It was crazy. <laughs> that was wild. All right. Uh, I would say to be generous since it's Christmas time, I say good conduct medal goes to Jake and Mike. Because they both made me laugh today. <laughs> Team award. Face teapot. Well done. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. Zero minutes of sleep over that. 
<laughs> I'm going to put that. I'm going to have that embroidered over the Christmas break. Dear Diary, today. Dear Diary. Marty finally I approves. <laughs> well, that's index, gentlemen. That's and F. Oh, I fuck it up. I missed it, right? Yeah, good. Well, I was saying shift change, but that didn't seem to have much response. So I'm going back to end up. <laughs> so we are end up. Uh, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And make sure next week that you are not late, late for change Yeah! <laughs> Man, thanks for the week. I'll see you it's next so week. cheesy. Ah, oh, but it's getting better and better every time we do it. That was the best one. Don't oh, get eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, man. Thanks oh. for listening. We'll see you next week.